Welcome to Dear Husband, Dear Wife with Danny and Jenny Fuentes, a podcast about dating, marriage, and sex, where we break it down, keep it real, and unashamedly go there. Our goal is to foster a space that welcomes you to have conversations with us regarding these topics. And since we believe in seeking the truth about these topics, we guarantee to keep a biblical perspective in all things related. So go ahead and grab your favorite drink and or put those earbuds because it's about to get real. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back. Welcome to another episode of Dear Husband and Dear Wife. With Danny and Jenny Fuentes. With Danny and Jenny Fuentes. Yes. Today, we are talking about the honeymoon phase. Honeymoon phase. Yes. Is it true or is it false? Does the honeymoon phase actually exist in your relationships when you're dating and also when you're married? And does it ever die out? That's a question. So, dum dum dum. What are our thoughts, babe? I think, um, well, it's definitely, obviously, it's true. You know, for anyone that's that's married, um, you know, when you first get married, it's beautiful, it's wonderful. Nobody else exists. You know, everything seems brighter. Everything has more color. You know, it just you're you're heightened to um, to a different level of of life. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, there's also um, people out here that have you know confessed, or at least in their in their marriages, feel like at some point it does die. But I feel like there's a reason for that. You know, like. I don't think that something beautiful or wonderful dies. Obviously, like everything in life, it requires a level of maintenance, just like a car. You know, you buy a brand new car, it feels good, it feels fast, you punch it and it flies. But obviously, you know, within time, you are required to give it maintenance. And if you don't, then problems start to come up. So I think the same thing applies to a marriage. So I think it all comes down to how we, not how we, but what we do to keep the honeymoon phase going. Hmm. Good observation, actually. I have to agree with you. I think, you know, it's going to depend on <coughs> the people. It's going to depend on how you choose and what you choose to do regarding keeping the romance, keeping the spontane- spontaneity, uh, keeping your marriage or your relationship alive, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I probably would want to say, personally for us, I think we should share our story, like a little yeah. bit about our story. Like, I would say... We've we've seen the ebbs and flows, the highs and lows of of marriage. We we've we've ebbed and flow very well in season in seasons of our lives, but we've also seen the lows, but not necessarily to the point where I ever felt like that was it. This was it. Like mm-hmm. we're in a rut. Yeah, I think, again, I think it's different for everyone. Obviously, you know, for Jenny and I, we've we've been through 
we've had some hard times. We've we've been through some days where it's been really difficult. And when I say that, I don't mean like, oh, I'm thinking about leaving my wife. I mean in the sense of like, oh, wait, this is hard. I didn't, you know, picture this happening. So that's what I mean when I say that. Um, but again, it's I think... I think it all comes down to how you perceive your marriage to be. Um, you know, I love Jenny and I love to have fun and I like to kid around and I like to joke around and that's my personality. So it's very rare when you see me like dead serious. And if I am, it's, you know, it's something pretty deep. But other than that, I'm, I'm you know, I'm light on my feet and I'm all about humor. And it's interesting because... When we meet new people, they assume that we have only been married like one to two or three years. Mm -hmm. But when we tell them that we're turning 10, they're like, what? You know, you guys do not act like you have been married for 10 years. You guys act like you've only been married for two or you're just turning three. And so it's interesting. And at the same time, I mean, it's a little strange for me because I'm like, why do people keep thinking that like we just got like two, three years married and but I feel like that's an affirmation of, you know what, like, even though I can't see it sometimes for myself, but at the same time, it does feel good to know that the love that Jenny and I have for each other, you know, is being portrayed so, um, so brightly that people assume that we've only been married for a very short period of time. When in reality, we're, we're turning 10 and just, you know, next month. And so, again, it's, it's and, and at the same time, it's a humbling, you know, experience because it's like, wow, like, thank you, Lord. I, you know, I've, I've made mistakes. I've screwed up. I've done things that I'm very regretful of. And even in spite of all of that, you have allowed me to be in a marriage where I can love my wife genuinely with all my heart. And that somehow people assume that we're, you know, very young in our marriage. Mm -hmm. When in reality, we're, again, we're turning 10. And so it just, it's one of those things where it keeps me, keeps me humbled. And it also keeps me wanting to just keep that alive. And so if I had to say, you know, if, if someone were to ask me, Danny, are you still in the honeymoon phase? I guess I could say, yeah, because that's technically what other people are seeing too. So, yeah, I guess. Let's first define what the honeymoon phase is. You know, um, a, a lot of research, like um, I'm, I'm actually reading out of the Cleveland Clinic. So Cleveland Clinic, um, the research says like what is the honeymoon? So like basically defining what the honeymoon phase is. And so it, it typically, typically based on Cleveland Clinic, the honeymoon phase typically, typically takes place um, in the earliest days of your relationship when laughter, lust, and attraction are at highest. The honeymoon phase can last for weeks, months, or in some cases, years. This phase then tends to decline the more you settle into other stages of your relationship. So I, I guess the biggest question is, does the honeymoon phase, is it only temporarily? I think it, like you said, Danny, I think it depends on, on each couple and it depends on each, how you view your relationship and what you do. Yeah. I think one of the things that I've enjoyed in my in my journey of marriage within nine years, so close to be 10 next month, is Danny makes 
we laugh. You know, he this always keeps laughter. Laughter is such a beautiful thing to have But in a marriage. Let's at the same time, let's be honest. It I'm, pissed me off. I'm a funny guy. Well, n- I'm I really, you were say. <laughs> I'm really funny. <laughs> like I'm not trying to be off. conceited, but I'm really funny. Are you though, baby? Are yes. You? I think you're, you're. No, I'm funny. I think you're sarcasm. I'm not funny to the point where I'm gonna, you know, I could be a comedian or whatever, have my own like sitcom. I don't think so, but never. But I'm pretty funny. Um, I like to think so. Okay, but I'm, I, <laughs> I'm tooting my own horn. Sue me. I don't care. Yeah, I guess. I, I think. No, 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 no. It's a fact, babe. You just said it right now in front of everybody. <laughs> This is being recorded. I make you laugh. It's you been. You do. Okay. You do. So you can't just all of a sudden decline that That's statement and, and assume Retract. that. Retract. Retract. Decline. No, decline is going down, down, down. Well, yeah. <laughs> You just went from high to down, up and down. Oh gosh, yeah. <coughs> I think I think you know that's one of the things that has kept our marriage pretty alive is is laughter. You know. Yeah. Um. I will say this: lust, like towards my husband, like me craving him. <laughs> it's pretty serious, guys. Like it's it's very serious. It's serious. What do you mean it's serious? It's pretty serious, babe. Like, what do you mean? What does that mean? Like, it's it's serious. Like, it's, yeah. Like, it's like, whoa. <laughs> what do I do with this? I don't know what to do. <laughs> Should I be scared? Should I be concerned for okay, myself? Okay, but I will admit, I will admit, <laughs> you did that at the beginning of our marriage. I know. I, I was think, more shy and yes. much more of a prude. Um, but as years have gone by, I feel like I just want you more. Yeah, and that's no, and that's a good thing. Yeah, because now we've it's, we've kind of switched it a little. We've bit. switched it, yeah, and not it's, that you don't want, yeah, me. right? Not that I don't want you, but again, you know, because I was accustomed to you being a certain way, I was okay with it. Eventually, I figured, okay, you know what? Maybe maybe I'm pushing too far, and I'm making things uncomfortable. So let me just you know lean back. Yes, and so that was that. And now, yeah, like you just said, the tables have have turned. Now you're the one on the hunt. Um, you're the you're the you're the lioness. I'm the gazelle, and I look delicious and nutritious. And you want to eat me up for breakfast, lunch, and, and dinner. dinner, and for dessert, and a snack time in between. Dang, all up on my goodies. So yeah, man. Yep, I, I I still got it. Still got it. That is true. That is true. But but then there's moments where I don't want it and you want it. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, you know, the atmosphere changes and I'm like, what is that? And it stings the nostrils, <laughs> stings the nostrils. The and then I go and then I go into prowl mode. <laughs> yeah, I think, our, you know, like one of the things that I've noticed is um, we have had a decline in our sexual um, energy in the midst of our 10 years. There was like a moment where I would say probably like the seventh, eighth year of our marriage, there was a, a decline. And, you know, the truth of the matter is that we we struggled. I think we both kind of became for a moment there for for a, a few couple of months. We became very comfortable, very complacent with each other. And um, 
nothing really happened. I would call that like a dry spell. Well, okay. Let me let me touch into that. Again, it all depends on how <coughs> how everybody views their own marriage to be. True. You know, a lot of people assume that, oh, you're married, you should be an excuse of language, you should be banging it out every day, every hour, every second that you have with your spouse. And what I've come to learn is that Yes, sex is something beautiful. It's meant for those who are married, those that God brings into unity. But sex should not be your sole purpose of being married. That is so true. And for a season, for that season of my life, I think there was a moment where I was feeling insecure, both about my body, <clears throat> about myself, about our sex life. You're right. And, yeah. and you weren't. It was me. Like, I was freaking out. Yeah, and again, babe, that's okay. Obviously, you know, we, we both come from two different backgrounds, two home environments. You know, you were raised one way, I was raised another. And so that's understandable. But again, I just want to make it clear, if your sole purpose of being married is just to have a ton of sex, I will tell you this, it's going to run out really fast. Yep. And then you're going to ask yourself, what am I doing here? Correct. Then you have a problem. Absolutely. And that's not what we're trying to say here. I think the honeymoon phase, I think, is, is something very sweet and very romantic. It's like, basically, it's the way that I would probably define it is you're high on love. Like, you're yeah. high, you know, like, I can't live without you, you know. And I, I remember that in our first year of marriage. And even when we first started dating, like, my heart would, like, get all the butterflies and in my stomach, you know. And my heart would kind of, like, start beating fast when you were walking towards me to kind of... Either give me a hug or a kiss or anything like no. that. Once you got, once we got married, that honeymoon phase definitely was different. Like it was more like I couldn't wait to like hug you, kiss you, wake up next to you, have sex. That's the truth. Why am I going to lie about that? Um, you know, like like those were the things that I really started looking forward to and and spending more time with you and and dating you and whatnot. And then things got pretty, you know good things got pretty i mean things got pretty well things were pretty well and actually continue to be very well except for that small little rut now the question that people ask though is for those of people who are like well that's no longer us that's no longer me that's no longer i don't feel that way about my girlfriend or my boyfriend i, I don't feel that way about my husband or, or wife you know I, I think one of the biggest things is can couples re rekindle rekindle there we go rekindle <clears throat> that honeymoon phase and the truth of the matter is that yes you can you totally can yeah and again guys it's not game over yeah sex is sex is a gift given to us by the lord to express our love to our spouse yeah and it's not just about sex i think the but honeymoon phase is not just yeah about sex. but it's not just about sex yes so for those of you who are out there where you're in a stage you're not in a stage but you are in a moment in your life where physically it's, you know, it's not, it's not there. It's not coming up anymore. There's nothing wrong with that. Now is the opportunity to, to, you know, get close to your spouse and, and figure out what are other ways that you guys can rekindle if that's something that you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I think, I think, you know, I, and I've, again, it's, it's different. 
It's, it's going to be different. There is, we don't have a list of what that looks like. We don't have directions or instructions on what that needs to be like. It all comes down to you and your spouse. Yes. I think, let me give you though, I will say this. I'm going to give you at least three practical steps that you can do that I think helped us, babe, um, that I would like to share with everyone. Well, we're just, okay. So we're just sharing what helped us. Correct. Now, okay. though, and you can choose to apply them and see if they work out, but hey, just because it worked with us doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you. Yeah. But here are some practical things that we did. Number one, communication. We started communicating with each other. Like I started voicing my worries, my concerns. You started voicing your heart towards me. You know, mm. we we were honest and real. Yeah. And I think that's very important. Number one, like you have to learn how to communicate, not talk, but communicate. Everyone can do the talk. We can do a lot of talking, but communication really, the difference between talking and communication is communication is you are trying to not just get your point across, but you're also listening and hearing the other person's point and taking yeah. that into consideration and creating mm-hmm. a dialogue that will eventually lead you to the two of you um, coming to an agreement and and moving forward. Usually communication moves you forward, talking leaves you where you're at. <laughs> Yeah. You know, so that's the first thing that I remember we started doing. Like I started communicating with you. I was like, babe, I feel like we're we're, we're getting in a rut. I'm kind of worried, you know, like and and you described the, the, what you were experiencing emotionally, physically, mentally also, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you were exhausted with work. I was exhausted with work. You, you know, there was so many things going on, so yeah. many things that were happening in our lives that, you know, yeah, kind of other, other factors that were in. In the mix of our marriage. Yes. And so that's why that's why you have to have a really <clears throat> good communication. You have to learn how to communicate with your spouse. You have to communicate with your significant other. Because if you don't, then you're always going to be stuck in a rut. And you're always going to feel like you're not being heard. And you're always going to feel unsatisfied. Because love is not just about sex. Yeah. Love is about <laughs> deep emotional, mental, and spiritual intimacy. Yeah. Like there's there it goes way deeper than just having sex. It really is about can I connect with this person at a, at a emotional, mental, and spiritual level, you know? And and for many other people, it's also intelligence. It's also can I connect with this person in in a, in a very intellectual level, you know? So you have to know how to communicate so that it can be effectively done, and so that you can effectively move forward. And not stay stuck. Yeah. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah. So that's the first step that I was I was thinking, or the first thing that we did actually. Step one out of five hundred and twelve. No, out of three, out of three, <laughs> out of three. Now the second thing that we started doing is we finally started dating each other again. Yes. That was something that we just I don't think we ever stopped dating. I think we were just more intentional in our dating. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, we were definitely intentional. Um, again, guys, obviously, you know, just we're not perfect. Jenny and I are not perfect. We don't have all the answers. So we've been through, you know, moments in our in our marriage where, yeah, we, we didn't get it right, you know? Yeah. And so the goal was to be intentional with our spouse as best as we could. We understand that, you know, life will not pause for anyone. You know, we have certain responsibilities to uphold, but at the same time, again, you know, being married, for those of you out there who are married or who are engaged to be married, um, you know, you're 
in a journey with your spouse or you are about to step into a journey with your, you know, with your significant other where there are, you know, certain things that you're going to have to uphold, you know, and, and marriage is, it's, it is what it is. It has its good days. It has, it has its bad days. And the truth is we have to put in work. You know, you can't just hit the auto button and, and assume that it's just going to be on cruise control and that it's going to get you to your destination. We have to put in the work. Absolutely. You know, I think one of the things that I really enjoyed was we started being very intentional in our dating. Like, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I love being comfortable. Like, I, I come home and the first thing that I do is put my PJs on. Um, I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> and I love going out with my PJs yeah. and, and too. vice versa. My husband loves the same thing. He loves doing the same thing. But I I came to realize that, and this is for the ladies, I think we become so comfortable in dating or in our marriages that we forget, excuse me for saying this, but screw getting pretty just for your husband or for your significant other. That's good, man. Like, do it for yourself. Do it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's, well, that's the whole point. Yeah. And then out of that, naturally, your your husband, your boyfriend's going to be attracted to you because you're there's this confidence, this this thing. And and so like when I remember we when we started dating again, like I was just trying to be more intentional of what I was wearing. I was I was like, okay, I need to look pretty. And and sometimes I would wear nice jeans and my booties and a nice shirt. And sometimes I wore like things that Danny would like for me to wear. Um, you know, I started letting Danny dress me up in a way, like what are the things that he likes to see me in and attracted and, yeah. and, and, and so I started being a lot more intentional in what, what I was wearing. And, and even now I'm still trying to be as much more intentional when we go out. Um, cause it's so easy to just like, <laughs> it's easy to get like, very comfortable yes. in your marriage. Yes. And even for example, today, today we went out on a date. I got from work and I was like, let's go out on a date. I was already wearing my work clothes. And it wasn't a thing very, nothing very fancy. It was a long maxi dress and whatnot, my sandals. And then. I was already looking like a homeless guy. He was totally wearing his I was already in my PJ shorts, beat up, nasty looking PJ shirt. Yeah. And, and Jenny said, let's easily. go out. And I said, okay, but I'm not changing. Yep. I wanted to go out in my filth. Yes. And so I, and I think this is close. And I think this is true though, ladies. Sometimes it's not even us. Sometimes it is our, our husbands too, who kind of give up. So for the men, I'm just going to say this. If your wife wants to go out on a date, freaking do it and get dressed and go out, yeah. you know? And, and I told Danny, Put I was on like, a tux on a Wednesday <laughs> evening. Who gives a crap? I told Danny, I was like, I was like, no, you're going to go and change. And he's like, ugh. He's like, what am I going to wear? Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, your jean shorts, because it's hot today here in Santa Barbara. I was like, wear your jean shorts, win a t-shirt, and your sandals, like your rainbows. And he's like, ugh. Okay. But you know what? I was like, at the, at the end of the day, pretty. you know, we we were, we were went out, and my husband looked cute, and I, I was, was okay. already, I I was was already okay. I was already dressed for work. Yeah. So... You know, the second thing that we started doing, like I said, is we started dating. We started dating again. We started rekindling what it looks like. We were intentional with our dates, going out on movies, you know. And we, and if and if you can't afford it, you can still date your spouse at home. Like, I love that Danny and I sometimes just watch a movie on Netflix, but I cook a nice dinner. We pop some popcorn. Throw some popcorn in the microwave. And we make it happen. Yeah. And And that's comfortable. I don't have to dress up. 
he doesn't have to dress up. We're comfortable, but we're being very intentional of like, today's movie night. We're going to yeah. hang out. We're going to eat really nice dinner at yeah. home and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Enjoy each other's company. Yeah. And so that's, that's something that helped, started helping us to kind of rekindle again. Like, what yeah. does that honeymoon phase look like, right? Um, then the last one. The last thing that I want to say has really been helping us. And I would say it's <coughs> it's always been something that Danny and I have had. And I think that's what kind of helped us. That was like the thread, the thin thread that kind of held us still together, even in the lows and in the highs of, of our relationship, of our marriage, is reinventing our, our ourselves as a couple, as a married couple. I think one of the biggest things, and what I mean by this is this. We always have dreamed together. We dream big. Like, I invite Denny into my dreams. And that keeps the excitement. Like, Well, you dream big. Yeah, I, that's I, what I'm telling you. I, I invite you into my dreams. Like, I invite you into you my dream dreams. You dream big, and then I hit you with the questions that you hadn't thought about yet. Yes, but even at that, those are excitements of when we start thinking and dreaming about the future. True. And that's the thing. You have to keep it exciting. Not just sexually, but keep it excited even about what you want to see happening in your future. Yeah. In, in in a week from now, in a month from now, in a year from now, you know, start planning that trip. Start saving for that trip. Start talking about finances and getting out of debt. And what does that freedom look like? Yeah. Start talking about like, where do you want to be in the next two to three years? Start talking about each other's dreams and aspirations. You know, what are some of the things that still excited you when you were young? That you kind of still, that you didn't get a chance to do because either of X, Y, Z. What if we kind of try to do it now? What if we kind of try to go there? Motivate each other. Dream together. You are reinventing what it looks like to be a couple too again. Like, what does it look like to be married five years from now? What does it look like? And those aspirations kind of, you know, they kind of make you excited about the future. Yeah. And, 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 and living life and doing life with, mm-hmm. with your husband or wife. Definitely. So I feel like those three things have been the thing, the the three things that have kind of helped us and propelled us to, in yeah. a way, to move forward. Yes. Would you agree or disagree? I would agree. Agree to disagree. <laughs> but so, I agree. I don't know. Is there anything else that you say has helped you, babe, to kind of rekindle our honeymoon phase? I think for us, or for me personally, I think it was just, I just, I wanted to, I think having the example of both our parents you know my mom and my dad didn't have the best marriage and it was pretty toxic um very 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 toxic and then for for jenny too like with her parents you know very very toxic um and so i just in my mind i remember i told myself before we got married that i just i didn't want that for us and i was willing to do anything and everything opposite of that to keep us from basically reliving that same kind of marriage and so yeah and so that's why like for us you know we're jenny's like super duper spontaneous which i've never been that way but i love that about her because it gets me out of my comfort zone too you know and um and we just love to do things together, surprisingly enough. I mean, I know that a lot, at least in this world, you know, the, the world's definition of love and marriage is, you know, you've heard it. 
you know, the old ball and chain. And that's not the case. That's not marriage for us. That's, you know, I don't know what that is, but it is not that way for us. And so I, you know, I'm happy in my marriage. I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be Jenny's husband. I love that Jenny's my wife and we have fun. You know, we don't, you know, we don't take life too serious, but you know, we have fun. We get it. We have responsibilities and, you know, but just like any other marriage again, you know, we, we grow together, we learn together and we just do the best that we can to, to help each other become better versions of ourselves. Yeah. I love you, baby. Thank you for saying that. You're welcome. I think one of the biggest things is if you are in a rut, I want to encourage you to not look at <coughs> to not look at the flaws of your significant other or your flaws, but look at ways in which you guys can encourage one another. Look at the good things that attracted you about that person at the beginning. Why are you married to this person? What really made you fall in love with this person? And if you've lost that for the opposite person, so for example, why did I marry my husband? And let's say my husband has lost that. I would be doing a disservice to my husband if I don't communicate that. And I say, hey, baby, remember, I fell in love with you because of X, Y, Z. What happened? And have that conversation. Do not be afraid to have that conversation. Because sometimes we think... Oh, if we've just become comfortable. Granted, that probably the dopamine in our brains have probably become like oxytocin now and we're like comfortable and whatnot and I get that. But even at that, don't just settle to be comfortable. Settle to continue to ignite that. I mean, continue. Don't just settle, sorry, to just be in that comfort. But continue instead to pursue and ignite each other. And whatever that looks like, you know, date again, start dreaming again, have fun with sex, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, like venture out and obviously always giving permission to each other and, and, and being very respectful in a manner when it comes to sex and love each other, date, ask questions have really deep intimate conversations and start dreaming again together start dreaming about the next vacation start dreaming about you know your future and saving money start dreaming about you know what does it look like five years from now where do we want to be and empower and encourage one another yeah so to conclude this episode does the honeymoon phase end is it real is it fake Yes, it is real. No, it's not fake. And as far as the honeymoon phase ending, I believe that firmly relies on your ability to allow it to end. So, and overall, that's up to you. Yep. If you want it to end, then it will. And if you don't, then it won't. And again, that's the beauty of life. It's not supposed to look the same way as it does for us. Nope. Make it your own, whatever that is. Whatever you and your spouse love to do together, whatever it is that you guys do that will rekindle that, mm -hmm. do it. And forget about what anybody else says. If anyone else looks at that and says, wait, that doesn't look right. Or, hey, that's uh, not how it should look because it doesn't look like that for me. Who cares? You're not married to that other person. Yeah. It's you and your spouse. So whatever works for you guys, that that's what's going to work for you. Yep. And don't forget, if you've lost it, 
you can always reinvent it. Yes. All right, y'all. All right, guys. Thank you very much for taking the opportunity to just uh, hear our our spiel. Yeah. About love and life and marriage. Yeah. Um, again, we're sorry that we missed last week. Yep. We were super exhausted, but we keep coming back because we like to do this. Yes. We love you guys, and thank you so much for listening. Yeah. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Yep, yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in. We really enjoyed hanging out with you. If you really enjoyed hanging out with us too, then we ask you for one simple favor. Go ahead and leave us a review and let us know how we did. We thank you so much and we really appreciate your time. We look forward to seeing you next week. Adios.